Here we are on Monday, July 15th, 2019. You know, I was pondering not too long ago. Um, I reading a um, study guide, a uh, scripture study guide called Experiencing God. You know, that Bible study has been around for mm, decades. Uh, growing a little bit. Uh, of course, that's every handwritten thing. Um, unfortunately, there's a lot of, not just testimonies, but a lot of uh, human uh, opinions in there, which we should never do. But that's just the fallacy of um, being transformed into God's image out there, you know, where it's less and less our opinion in all about knowing God. Um, made a good point. Caused me to go to the scriptures to study. Um, that good quote that came out of the, that that study at a particular time when when you, meaning we, pray, we enter the throne room of heaven, uh, the nerve center of the universe, basically. Uh, God's presence is in. We don't think about that when we pray. We know we're praying to God. We, we believe and we know who we're praying to. Remember James says that too. That, uh, that make sure if we come to God, we pray to ask God for stuff. We got to make sure first that we believe in him. We believe in Jesus Christ. If we're just praying to God because we have a need, um... He'll hear us because he hears and sees everything. He sees when we uh, stumble and we have sex outside of marriage and thinking we're right with him. Uh, no. I mean, practice that. Not stumble, actually. Well, we, we stumble when we walk in sins. When we're, we refuse to believe in Jesus Christ, then we think we can still go into God's presence uh, every single day and enjoy it. No, we won't be able to stand in his presence. We won't be able because we haven't surrendered to Jesus Christ. The person is because we ever surrender to his person, his judge, his uh, his lamb of God, his line of the tribe of Judah. We haven't surrendered to him yet. So it's just like that prayer is not going to get answered out there. You know, the only prayer that's going to get answered for an unbeliever is, I believe in you, Lord. I surrender. You know, rescue me, save me. Uh, the work is already done. It's just a matter of waiting for us to call upon his name. Uh, Psalm. 34, 15, 16 is a uh, back up to the unbelievers prayer. Let me zip over in the Bible here. 34. Banana 15. What man is there who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil. Wrong one. <laughs> no, actually, that's good. I guess I had to read that one first. And lives from speaking deceit. One of the deceit that God gives us on that one. That wasn't the verse I was actually going to. But I guess it needs to be said. Um, if we're saying we believe in Jesus Christ. But we're living like the world. We're living like the world. Then we're in deceit. Uh, I'm using the ESP because it's a little bit easier to understand. Turn away from evil and do good. Do good means to believe in Jesus. Do the works that Jesus did. Those are the works that people are supposed to be seeing. Seek peace and pursue it. 
Now, back to the verses <laughs> that God gave me first. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous, and his ears toward their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to cut off the memory of them from the earth. That's going to happen during the time of Antichrist. Um, for all those that continue, continually reject Jesus Christ. Um, so if you're if you're practicing sin, if you're practicing, if you'd rather just go and practice your sex outside of marriage, or uh, practice your all male sex or all female sex, or continue to steal, or just practice um, your greediness, your self-centeredness, or practice your uh, your overpriced ways, or practice um, selling goods and services. So people have to buy it with debt, adding to the price instead of uh, knowing that that item that for the physical goods, that item was actually depreciated. I don't care if it's a house or not. You got real estate agents and real estate builders, um, commercial and residential that are ignorant they're stupid they're foolish they're very much children of satan in that they teach and teach and even proclaim that oh yeah that's okay every house or every building is going to increase in value it can't, it's set up where it's not that's satan's lie who is the father of lies to everybody those that say such things do not know the only true and living God. Do not know Jesus Christ. Because Jesus says right in his words, plainly and clearly, everything, every element upon this earth will perish. Period. Will be burnt up on that day. There will be nothing left. Zero. This whole earth will be done will pass away there is a new heaven and a new earth that has not yet been brought down yet that new heaven and new earth god will completely reign over it there will be absolutely no unbeliever no evil no wicked no temptation Ooh, alice got me longing for that home that is the believer's home and it's in the future and it's coming it will come because god says it will come okay there's a little additional here um another backup so when we pray is hebrews 4 16 let me zip over to that there quickly 4 16 Ooh, last verse too it's 4 16 that's weird the way they did that. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace. That we may receive mercy and find grace in time of need. Again, God knows our needs. Now we have wants also. God is not. When we go to prayer, God is not going to give us our wants and desires when they're fleshly based. God knows our every need. He knows what we need, when we need it, and exactly what we need. We, he still wants us to come to him and ask. He wants that intimacy. He wants that relationship with us that Adam and Eve both had 
until they chose not to listen to him. Instead, they chose to listen to Satan. That's a choice that we all must make. When we come into his presence, we're coming into the photographs. When we're, when we're interceding for others, when we're worshiping him, um, when we're praying to him, when we're lifting up our needs or another's needs, a healing needs or whatever, we are going into the throne of entering through by the blood of Jesus. That's the only way we now can enter the throne of God's grace and mercy. Um, we're going right directly in this throne. You want to, just an indication of what that throne looks like? Throne room looks like, rather? Isaiah 6. Oh, a very blessed one. Excuse me, verses 1 through 5 over in 6. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Isaiah was a prophet made right by God, by God, for God, and in God. Above him stood the seraphim, each had six wings, with two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called. And the house was filled with smoke. Uh, and I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of, peop of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongues from the altar. And he touched his mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Jesus Christ atoned for our sin. Jesus Christ took it away. Jesus Christ washed it away by the blood of saints. And when we receive Jesus Christ, when we acknowledge, when we Acknowledge every, we're turning everything over to him. We acknowledge not our will, but his will be done. Um, then and only then, we now are able to enter God's presence into his throne room. We should always begin when we first enter it before we can even intercede for a family member, a loved one, a friend, a fellow brother or sister in Christ. For the preacher, we the first thing we need to be doing is like Psalm 139, 23, 24. It says, Oh God, search me, O Lord, and see if there be any right unrighteousness in me and cleanse me of it. So, before we that, is even the um, Old Testament uh, Levitical priests, when they first went in with the bulls and the sacrifice, the physical sacrifices, the dead animal sacrifices. Oh, that was a priesthood. Oh, glad those aren't around no more, and they shouldn't be around. As a matter of fact, God is not even listening to those atonements anymore because that's not what did it. The Lamb of God, who is Jesus Christ, has now completed it, our atonement. That's the only Lamb that He comes in. We come into God's presence, we come and wash. He's not seeing us, He's seeing Jesus Christ. He's seeing His work, His blood, His atoning. Uh, shed blood and sacrifice for us and he's sitting at now his right hand because he's no longer dead he's no longer in the tomb he's upward um, so before we even have the right to pray we acknowledge that we're saved by Jesus Christ we're washed by him and we need to search because we are still in these fleshly 
bodies temporarily for a little while longer, however God sees fit. However long he sits, fetch rather. We need we should always be going before we even intercede to the one that says, Lord, if there's anything in in me and in us, Father God, uh, we ask that you remove it again. Bring it to our mind and allow us to confess it. For if first John says we have we now have an advocate in heaven sitting at the right hand of the Father and his name is Jesus Christ. That when we ask forgiveness Jesus intercedes. Jesus is the one that intercedes for us. Even when we don't exactly know how to pray for somebody, if somebody's going through a sickness or illness, it may or may not be unto death, um, physical death, or it may or may not be under spiritual death either. If they're not right with God, God's going to know that. For we don't even know exactly the words to pray for. That's when Romans chapter 8. 26 says that's when the spirit is actually in who, who dwells in us the whole Godhead dwells in us is praying on behalf you know God wants us to open our mouths for others to pray for others but we need to go in first and foremost asking God first to cleanse us and finally the last area when we pray well, probably not the last, last for this one is Mark chapter 2 starting in verse 3 and then it's kind of going to jump around a little bit Mark chapter 2 starting in verse 3 these are similar to like the um, four friends four men that um, carried their friend that was paralytic um, they know they had to bring him to Jesus we didn't bring him they didn't bring him to a priest well to a hu another human priest there was only one person that one average human being ever to, that walked on the face of this earth for 33 years that was perfect and that's Jesus Christ there was, has not been another man angels of God never had a human body are not human um, they're angelic and they are messengers of God they serve a purpose for God and that's it as I now we serve a purpose of God. We are human. We still have these human um, capacity in us, that human nature in us that's died to Jesus Christ. And now that's why we live by the Spirit. But that own sinful nature still causes us to allow Satan. That's what, when Satan comes tempting us, he tempts us that sinful nature out of it. You know, he can't tempt the spiritual anymore. He, he don't tempt the spiritual. He tempts the wicked nature, the emotional part of us, um, the fleshly part of us that comes from Adam and Eve, the Adam, the first Adam. The second Adam was Jesus Christ himself. And, and they came, starting verses 3 through 5 first, bringing him. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, See, people will come around wanting to hear Jesus, wanting to see Jesus, wanting them to be healed. They, But us, we move the roof. We go into the throne of God. There's always room for us there. We call upon his name. That's a physical parable representation of when somebody has a need, when somebody's lost, we know who the answer is. His name is Jesus Christ. We do whatever we can to bring them. These guys went up on the roof and we moved the roof from it. 
And when they had made an opening, they let down the... Was, this guy was on a bag, so he was a paralytic, on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. And I'm going to jump down to verses 9 through 12, which is easier to say the paralytic. Now, at that point, the pharisaic individual, religious leaders, the scribes, at that point, were mocking Jesus, saying to myself, man, who can, you know, heal somebody, or who can forgive sins? It's like, only God. Hello? Yes, he is God. Uh, which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise up and take your better walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to paralytic, I say to you, rise pick up your bed and go home and he rose and immediately picked up the bed and went home this guy was crippled only Jesus could have done that there is not a human being that has any more power other than Jesus Christ to raise somebody up Paul did not do it Paul didn't raise everybody in his name in his teaching it was Jesus that raised them up through him it wasn't John and Peter that raised up that uh, crippled that was put in and for the temple gate to ask for arms, to ask for money. Each and every day, it was Jesus Christ that raised him up according to their faith. So, you got somebody that's lost? Why are you trying to bring him to church? Or why you bring him to a priest? Um, per se, that's not the right way. Bring him to Jesus automatically in prayer. We have now the right as Christians to go into the throne room of God. If you have not yet surrendered to Jesus Christ, do not go into the throne of God unless you're coming in full surrender saying, Jesus, I do believe in you. I do believe that you are the Son of God. I do Son of Man. You, I do believe that you came to earth over 2,000 years ago to suffer and die for my sins and then you, to wash me clean, to make me not right with God. And, but if you're not going in and you're not taking the time to pray and read and to know know Him better, to grow in the wisdom and knowledge of him, you're still thinking you're gonna you wanna go in and be saved and then live you're continuing to live your life on this earth, that's not salvation. Prayer in the new king in the uh, new king James in the King James has four uh what is it, three things? In the in the uh has four things that showed up on the strong, hundred and fourteen times. King James, when was Hebrews 86 old, old 05 it's intercession, supplication a hymn and prayer to intervene, to judge yeah there is a judgment in there, but it's not us judging, we're bringing to Jesus who is the righteous judge, in the Greek it's 4335 it's a form of worship by application in oratorial chapel see most people don't want to study the prayer letter, just taught to pray uh, interceding automatically ask for stuff pray for the service pray for um, that the plane don't crash if you're playing or your car don't crash out there if you're going on vacation or whatever or traveling or whatever you know or then the Greek 1162 it's a petition or back in the Greek again 2171 it properly at with it's a petition to God it's a petitioning where we know who we're going to we believe in the one we're going to you know, we're going to pray to God. Do we actually believe that He is God? Or we're just praying, wow, we got to pray to God. What God are you praying to? You're praying to the only true living God. You're praying to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the only one, the only prayer, the only one that can answer that prayer. 
But if we humble ourselves before God, we humble ourselves, it means full surrender. Totally. We don't come in in our own strength. We don't come in in our own wisdom. So, that's just a little insight on what God taught me back around that time in May, what prayer is or what prayer should be. So, when we go to God, let's remember that next time we pray. Um, let's remember uh, who we're praying to and why we're there. We're there to worship. We're there to uh, petition if we think it's our need, let God filter it through His Word and to say, well, that's a want. That's a desire that's not a lot of my will. You don't really need that. You need, you know, you need more of me. You need this. Fill with the Holy Spirit. I've already equipped you. Now go proclaim the gospel. Or whatever He tells you. So, thank you. Love you enough to speak anything but the truth.